Wake up, buyer payer people. It's a beautiful day. Go grab yourself another cup of joe and say hello to Jim and Michelle Rhodes on the Buy Here, Pay Here morning show. Take it away, you two. Hey, good morning, everyone. Back uh, with you from uh, Pennsylvania. Got uh, Nick Duman, fellow leader. We got a little bit of echo on this. Let me see if I can correct that. And uh, we're uh, just wrapping up a consulting visit over here and happy to have the chance to uh, spend some time with Nick and talk about uh, his business and, and kind of just in general, Nick, we want to talk about you know your struggles as a growing buy here, pay here dealer. They're not um, unfamiliar, but first, before we do all that, I got to I got to just kind of tell you what a great time I've had being here in Pennsylvania. I share with you, it's just spectacular, beautiful up here. So, uh, Nick, yeah, no, Nick's in a, a, a town of Tyrone, which is not far out of State College, where I'm staying. I can't miss the opportunity to find out. I'm confused. I thought Penn State was a nitty line. So, what's all the reference to the Beavers or Beaver Stadium? Uh, I don't know. Well, you don't know? I will have to ask somebody, definitely, somebody's listening, let us know. Definitely the nitty line, I'm not sure. Yeah, I keep seeing the beaver stuff everywhere. There's reference to you. I'm confused. Wait, I don't understand where it's coming from. But anyway, it, it's been a wonderful visit. And, uh, you know, I think for our conversation today, we're just wrapping up. And, uh, by the way, this session is pre-recorded. I wanted to kind of scroll back because I, uh, I want to make sure people are tuning in know that we're not going to see their comments. But the um, the thing that, to know about this, biz, this visit is, you know, a lot of the things that we see you wrestling with are um, we're not – any different than what we see with some of our uh, other dealers that we work with. And as you and I, we're both on social media together. I mean, we see the comments, we see people kind of wrestling with the stuff. And you might just recap quickly, like what, what was kind of on your mind when you reached out and you talked about scheduling the visit? Like what were you trying to kind of get dialed in? Yeah, so um, we just uh, spent some years kind of uh, putting, putting the things in place and recon and service and reinsurance. And, um, just kind of felt like we were uh, in a place where we were Wake up, ready to buy go. Your pay your and, um, it's you know, I really just wanted to uh, go grab yourself here and another kind of Joe and give us uh, his perspective and, and make sure, um, you know, that we have all the things in place um, that we need to have in place in order to successfully grow and um, not just kind of, you know, fly by the seat of my pants, which is how I sometimes tend to do things. Yeah, you know? you're definitely <laughs> not alone in that one either. Like, we certainly work with a lot of dealers who are kind of winging it and figuring it out. And, you know, to that end, you figured out a lot of stuff. Like your your reinsurance is, is new and that's working well. Um, your service business is working great. That's really what you came from. You had you had been a tech yourself and and so you kinda learned it and, and stepped into the, the retail side of the service business and that, that just looks great. I mean your business uh, looks excellent, it's it's stable, it's you've got good revenue over there and so you know, you you make your living there, that covers most of your your overhead in the building. Right? Wake up. So you've got that going for you, and then you start to add a little bit of retail sales, and now buy your pay your sales. And so you, you've, you've um, kind of limped along into adding some contracts, and now you've got a little cash flow off that. You're, you're not servicing that in house, you're using an outside servicing solution, right? And that seems to also be going well. Your collection numbers are excellent. So one of the things that happened with Nick is we worked through his. Um, 
you know, we do what we call a SWOT analysis, that strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. We also went into a gap analysis. And we walked pretty painstakingly through the process of incoming cards and how that works. Because in trying to identify the bottlenecks in your particular situation, I felt like we talked through and kind of arrived together on kind of where the where the challenge is for you. So now it's a matter of figuring out, okay, if we're gonna grow, which that's kind of one of the first decisions, we gotta figure out, do we really want to grow? So we mapped out yesterday, okay, we did the marketing and leads and we got ourselves some applications and sales. We feel like we know how to get that part done. And then we look at the recon side of it. If we can clear up some of those bottlenecks and get some inventory flow from that side, then capitalization really is kind of right in the middle is, you know, if we, if we solve this one and we solve this one and now we got a chance to start cranking some sales, obviously in buy your pair, that's going to eat up some capital. So we also had the opportunity while I was here to to meet with a potential private investor and go through that. So I think especially in light of just yesterday evening, I put a poll out there on this thing about additional sales locations, right? Because you and I touched on that during this visit. Does it make sense for you to grow? And so I think for today, I'd like to just talk through that in, in a little more depth because it's amongst the things that we have to figure out. In your case, it's it's not a near-term decision because you first need to kind of identify how to clear up the bottleneck and get get inventory flowing better. And and that's what I think you shared with me. What what, what was it that you heard Brent Carmichael say at BHB United? Uh, yeah, so <laughs> I was I was ready to add a salesperson and just go like that, but then uh, okay, watch. Uh, Seth through his uh, seminar there, and it was, uh, if, if you don't have recon figured out, you're not ready to grow, I'm pretty sure it's, it's just a kind of just of it, yeah. You're not ready to grow, and so I would say we we kind of talked through that. And it seems to be true. So shout out to our friend Brent Carmichael. He's a, his name was mentioned here, and that's good advice. It's like we, we really can't. You know, you, we got to kind of fix all three. You could the sales funnel and the traffic. I think you, you said recognize that's probably an easier one to sort of resolve. But we can't we can't produce enough sales if we can't get them through service, get them recon properly. And then in your case, you're doing a lot of salvage title stuff, which means going through um, it's going to go through a body process. And they do a really nice job, by the way. Uh, you know, Nick's operation they they do a tremendous job of taking those cars, buying them well. You know, running them through recon, they kind of stick to certain body uh, models, and that lets them um, kind of you know use parts off of others, and and so that part works really well. It's just limited capacity that you can produce through that process, and so we've kind of figured out that that also in this case limits your sales to degree because that's where you're comfortable, that's what you know, and so when we start stepping into clean title stuff, you got to figure out how that part kind of works. So that's a big part of what we spend our time working through with Nick on this visit is trying to figure out. What does make sense in terms of, you know, adding clean title? Nick's like a lot of dealers that we work with in terms of manpower. You got plenty of manpower on the shop and service side. Um, when it comes to sales and administration and that kind of stuff, then it's it's difficult because you're kind of handling sales right now, and the volume is reasonable enough you can make that work. And as you grow, these are amongst the things we need to figure out. So we're kind of like I say, it's not it's not too different than a lot of the people we meet, isn't that? That's that's the challenge. Is it's people and, and they're getting the process to flow. And even if we get that part working, we need dollars. We need dollars to have people. 
you know, and so it's just kind of a part of the deal. And so I hope, you know, we've obviously worked through some of that. I think the bigger thing for me on the growth side is just, and we got uh, Benjamin Clifford, another uh, name drop out there for our dealer friend, uh, Benjamin Clifford, who we had an interesting conversation in social media around this thing about cash flow versus growth. And I won't share with you here what uh, Amanda Sanchez said about the conversation, but, um, but because it's not appropriate for our, <laughs> some of our listeners, maybe. Uh, but anyway, the uh, the thing that, that came up was how do you, what is what is smart growth? Like how much capital? And so I'm of a, the opinion that, you know, from a pure business standpoint, it is sensible to take advantage of economies. Like, and so as we talked about it, of course, your visit here is like, the, the next 100 contracts will cost you less than the first 100 contracts. So it's like, we, we know that we'd like to take advantage of that, but we have to be able to move in that direction in a way that is, you know, comfortable, sensible. You're a very young guy. So I think one thing's for you is that we don't have to move at any kind of, you know, crazy pace. We can be thoughtful and methodical, which I share with you is kind of my approach anyway. But then if we do that and we're smart about the money, it's my belief that capital and debt, when it's introduced in a smart way, the right structure, um, and you have to have discipline and some things built in there to make sure it works well. But smart capital um, is really helpful in this business. And it helps you take advantage of those economies we're talking about. But kind of talk me through, like you're, you're now wrestling with this idea of adding additional sales locations and, and adding a couple of people potentially to the team. So where's your head right now after, you know, spending a couple of days together? What do you feel like you might want to do about that? Yeah, the big thing for me from this trip is just like, all the nice things we found. Yeah, I, I certainly think I have some time. Um, the, uh, it's going to take me some time to figure that out, probably. And, you know, if we're going to outsource, find the vendors, and Wake up, buy your payer people. They go through that, but, um, you know, but once, if, if we can funnel, you know, and I'm, you know, still alive, you know, I, I think, um, it, at that point, it might make sense to, just because of our real estate, the real estate limitations, we're, we're limited on our space down there, and, um, and just kind of separating sales and service, and, um, to your point with the accounting, like, you know, if they were separated, it was technically, Wake up, buy your payer people. Um, it's a beautiful day. Yeah, but also, you know, drive sales in a different, different market, show. state colleges. Take uh, it away, you two. Much uh, more um, prominent market for, uh, you know, for these car sales. And, um, yeah, yeah, they get good work. Um, but there's a lot, of, a lot of stuff to figure out. And, and yeah. Along with people, we know. Man, Wake up. Uh, I know what it's like to manage two separate Today. locations in the service. I'll promote the sales collections Sure. And I think one of the things, too, you mentioned the financials. Like, this is also something that we, we run into. And of course, um, you know, we work with accountants and CPAs and this sort of thing, and often working with the dealer CPAs directly. And so I think one of the things, you know, it's challenging because 
you almost have like three departments now. You have service and sales, and then I would kind of almost treat buy your pay here as questions, you know, things separately from that. And so that means that, you know, it's challenging because you, you ask, well, you, you met payroll for a runner. Does the, the runner work for buy your pay or do they work for service? Or, right. And the answer is yes, all of the above, right? They work for the coast, so it's hard to split that out. So I'm not suggesting that you go to a ton of administrative effort to split that stuff out. But for somebody coming in from the outside and trying to help advise when the financials are kind of all pressed together and everything's in one category of sales, then it's challenging for me to help you from, from that standpoint. And it's going to be challenging for you to manage it yourself in terms of knowing, yeah, globally, you can look at it and see operationally in good shape. And you're, you're like a lot of dealers that you work with, even at a fairly low volume of buy your pay here, your situation is... Um, is similar in that you your P and L show plenty of profit. You're well profitable. Your margins are excellent, but you still are fighting the cash thing because you've got some funding and you've got some access to capital. But we're we're using that in order to grow, so we're profitable, but we're still going to be starved for cash. So we got to figure out the capitalization piece, especially if you're going to increase your sales volume, which I think is appropriate, especially to help. You know, after seeing your market, I can see that you have the opportunity. To sell more now we just got to figure out if it makes sense or you know and, and when it makes sense to step up the sales side. so you've got some opportunity to work on the service side and the efficiencies that kind of work on the pipeline and get the cars moving through a little faster uh, amongst the opportunities for you which would be like a lot of the dealers again that we work with is um technology like i know you're managing a lot of that stuff manually and a lot of phone calls and this and that so i think as you move forward i would just say you're going to want to investigate um, some of the technology that's out there for service management to help kind of move those efficiencies and help you better visualize, you know, where things are in the pipeline. And I know you said that you, you look forward to being able to give more of your attention to the, the recon side of your business and, and maybe and be less involved in the administration and the, and the, the, you know, the sales side of what you're involved in now. So those are the things that it's easy for us to see coming from the outside. Obviously, you and I talked about that. The, the thing having an independent set of eyes like when we come in and do these kind of visits i know that amongst the thing you look forward to in any is, is an independent set of eyes like i just i feel an obligation in those situations share with you what i observe doesn't mean it's always um, a problem it's just an observation and then we talk through you know what recommendations you might have based on that observation but yeah it helps obviously having um experience seeing the stuff from outside seeing other operations and kind of where the opportunities are for you because it's it's hard i know you've been to a couple of conferences you said you haven't been to one yet that has an, an expo so so again back to the technology right like meeting all the people looking at all the technology offices doing some demos yeah you definitely have some opportunities in that area because I, I just see that you've got um you know a tremendous chance to do that so we're um you know we know that as you do that you'll have a chance to um, you know, increase your business that way but i think you know i'm just my my suggestion based on what i've seen is that um i'd be patient you're in a pretty healthy place um we, we hope we're going to get some investment that's going to make sense for you longer term and that's going to let you uh you know move at whatever pace makes sense and uh, so now 
you know, it just looks to me like it's, it's, it kind of makes this decision about growth. We also just did the poll, and I've forgotten the numbers, but you said that um, and we can refer to the poll and put the poll in the, in the comments of the, the 16. 16 said it was a great idea. 34 said that would be a Okay, so what he's talking about is the poll was one that I just put out last night that asked, um, for those of you that had multiple sales locations, what's your perspective on having additional sales locations? So it was a very small number, a smaller number that said it was definitely a good thing for us, yeah. right? And then, and then the rest were in the kind of the neutral or, you know, never again kind of uh, environment. So, so it's something to be mindful of because we know that that is the true of the body of dealers in these, it just, it's, a, it's a pretty informal poll. Then you look at somebody like America's Car Mart that's sitting over there with 130 locations across the country, and we know that it's possible to scale and have it work well. Um, takes takes money and uh, and you know good management, and, and I'm not suggesting that you or anybody else needs to have 100 plus locations, but we also know it's it's possible. So we just know that um, you know as you as you grow, you, you got to decide, and you're you're a long way from in my mind, you're you're a good ways from even making a decision about a second location. But it's just that as you as you work inside the business now in location number one, it gives you a chance to think about what are the pieces that I would need to put in place. So as you, we went through this with you already, you know, through virtual coaching a while back, is this idea of starting to think about all the things that you currently do that could be moved to somebody else. So when you think about that, then as, and I also urge you to start recording with an otter app or whatever those things that you can, you can use your highway time. You, you have a hard time getting away from the phone. You get a lot of phone calls, but if you can use your highway time or any other downtime to be able to record the stuff that you're doing so that you think ahead to having those archives and as you start to hire and train people, that you can start to move those you know, responsibilities to somebody else. I know it's hard to think about right now because you're just, you're, you're in the, in the fire and, and trying to make things happen right away. But I would just say those are the things that give you now, now an opportunity to think about if I am gonna grow, what are the pieces now that kind of keep us from growing? What are the things that I find that are on my desk or in my scope of responsibility currently that I could give to somebody else and you know as we as we hire and grow. So these are just things that I think, you know, most dealers who you know, we tune into the show that there are a ton of people that we meet that are in a similar situation, that are new enough. You see the same questions I see out there on Facebook. It's like people are, a lot of folks are winging it and figuring it out. To your credit, you've done a lot of this with very little coaching and you built a, a nice framework for a really great business and you're, and you're profitable. Like, you know, everybody can say that, right? Take it away paper, paper, so. Yeah, on paper, right, guys. Yeah. So we know that that pain, our, yeah. our phantom profit, right. our paper profit. But, but you have some very real profit considering your service side of your business. So, yeah, I would refer to you, and we can wrap up here, but I would say that um, I would refer folks back to the episode we did a while back on cash flow and how to analyze cash flow. And I would recommend people separate the cash flow and their buy here, pay here operation. And, and we've had some clients doing this recently and it's, it's pretty telling, it's good information where we can say, just if you just look at the actual direct cash flow, not a, so, because a lot of folks are doing a cruel accounting or whatever, we want to look at 
direct cash. Like what what went out of our bank account for buy here pay here and operating expenses? What went out of our um, uh, bank account for purchasing cars and reconditioning cars? That's our negative cash flow that I would say associated with buy here pay here. There's some other things that are more like balance sheet items. Obviously, when you get into reinsurance and some of those kind of things, you can list that stuff. But I'm just looking at like. The question for me is, is your buy here, pay here operation by itself generating positive cash flow? So if you're paying for side notes or reinsurance, the question is, is that coming out of your pocket or is that coming out of the business? Is the business producing a positive cash flow that it's funding the reinsurance and some of these other things? And, um, and, and you know, you might pay yourself, for example. It's like, is that coming out of my pocket or is it, you know? And that's why we end up off the negative. So it's just a, a question of slow growth versus rapid growth and and it's all a question it's also a question of management so that you can make the decision about the timing for you i would say you need to have the information that all of us as managers and dealers need to have good information on our desk and, and timely information so that we can make a judgment about those things but yeah i think it's it's been a, a great visit i enjoyed being here it was, it was nice to be able to sit with a, a private investor and introduce them to some of the pieces that's always fun for me that was uh, that was really really helpful just to be right right in front of the numbers yeah um, we did that virtually but go grab yourself yeah, another cup of coffee and say hello you mean we did it with that person virtually before right. and then we did it in person this time so yeah it was good to actually meet them and be able to answer some of their questions and uh, but yeah it looks favorable i think that could be a good situation for you so i think that does fall in the category of of you know smart capital and now we just got to figure out obviously there's still a little negotiation to be done on the Wake on the up, final you know rate returns on that but sure. but everything looks favorable it looks like it probably be a, a good scenario for both of you and uh, so yeah it just takes discipline right the discipline into the plan and uh, stick to it but yeah i would just say again you know i can congratulate you like you've got a really nice business you you worked hard and created a lot you've got um you've got a good team of people over there that seem to enjoy their work you've got a good culture that goes a long way and especially as you start to build and so now the, the challenges just become for you is finding ways for you to let go. We talked about this, like there's, and this is natural, like it's, it's challenging as you move forward. You know that, you know that you put somebody in a sales chair, you know, instead of that being you, you know that makes sense. It's a hard thing to transition. It's hard to let go of some of those responsibilities, but that's where, you know, the advisor from, from outside can come in and say, it's going to come to You're going to have to let go of that stuff. And so it's kind of just preparing yourself mentally for how to, how to do that and start to take steps now so that when that happens, that it can go, it can go well. It might not go perfectly. It probably won't go perfectly. They aren't going to say exactly the same thing that you would say. So that, but it's part of how we grow. Is to start to develop people and put them in those chairs. So yeah, I just see a lot of opportunity for you. So we can probably wrap up. Anything else come to mind for you that we should share with the folks about the visit here? No, I don't think it's a great visit. And, uh, yeah, super, super thankful. The Buy Here, Pay Here Morning Show. Take it away, you two. Wake up. 
buyer payer people it's a beautiful day go grab yourself another cup of joe and say hello to jim and michelle rhodes on the buy here pay here morning show take it away you two Wake up, buy your payer people. It's a beautiful day. Go grab yourself another cup of joe and say hello to Jim and Michelle Rhodes on the Buy Here Pay Here Morning Show. Take it away, you two.